Welcome to Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige. And I'm Lisa. And we are your hosties with the mosties. While talking about ghosties. And other creepy ass shit. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Today we will be starting our Urban Legends mini-series. Paige and I have each picked a state and we'll be covering an urban legend from said state. Well, so Lisa, what state did you pick and what are you drinking? I picked my home state of Texas. That was the worst Texas ever. (laughs) Texas. There you go. Texas. There you go. I am from Texas originally, and so I thought keeping with tradition, not that this is traditional at all, but... (laughs) (laughs) A new tradition. (laughs) It's a new tradition. Um, I picked a... I'm calling it a Texas mule. It's like a Moscow mule, but Texified. I love it. What's in it? It's tequila, lime juice, ginger beer, and fresh jalapenos, and I am drinking it out of my Houston Texans uh, wine tumbler. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now now answer me this, because I don't know much about drinking, except that I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> when you make a normal Moscow Mule, it's vodka, right? It's vodka, ginger beer, and lime juice, I believe. Mm, okay, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. I think you might put some mint in there. Maybe. Oh, yeah, like a mint leaf. Okay, I have had one, but, you know, when, you, when you're drinking, you don't think about what's in it too much, so. Right. Honestly, mine tastes kind of like more like a... Um, a ginger margarita almost Ooh. with a kick because of the jalapenos and it is spicy it's very nice that's crazy i gotta make a virgin uh version of that virgin version mm-hmm. for sam virgin version <laughs> he doesn't drink but he can totally i want to see what he would do with like a spicy drink he likes spice i oh, don't like spice there so does he like does he like his drinks a little more on the sweet side no probably not no okay. he doesn't like sweets as much as i do okay well you know what ginger beer is great because it's non-alcoholic mm-hmm. and um and it has a very strong ginger bite and it's less sweet than ginger ale that you would get at the grocery store so oh, yeah ginger beer is a very nice uh mixer Interesting. So I could soak the jalapenos in the ginger beer? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yes, it's it's lovely. So Paige, what state did you pick and what are you drinking? I picked California because that's where I live right now. And I've been living here mm-hmm. since 2006. But I am from Houston originally. Well, I don't know. I've been all over the place. But I've lived in Houston much of my life. And right. that's where me and you met. But um, is that where we met? Is that where we met? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so well, it's good to know. Well, you know, memory, <laughs> memories. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, so I, I'm in California. I've been in California for many a year now, and I picked a California urban legend to talk about. And I'm drinking a drink from California, which is stupid to say because a lot of wines are from California. (laughs) Yes, they are. But they're awesome wines. I can attest to that. I agree. Especially, I feel like Modesto has some bomb-ass wine. And I don't know why. I've been trying to figure it out for years. Why is it so good? There's so (laughs) many places that do wine. Why is Modesto really good? I don't know. Maybe I should go there. Me and you. Come on you out. Come on out, Lisa. Let's do like the wine trail. Yeah, let's do all a the wine way trail. Up. So the one I got today from Modesto is 
Barefoot Bubbly, which everybody should know as a popular brand that you can get pretty much anywhere. And this one is orange flavor. I didn't know they had that, but I found it today and it's delicious. It sounds amazing. Strong orange flavor, but it's tasty. Now, is it like a candy orange, like you would get like a with a Fanta soda or more like a natural <laughs> citrus? More like a natural citrus. It's not super sweet and, you know, to its detriment, in my opinion, I like a sweet drink, but it's it's not bad. I haven't mixed it with anything and it's it's not bad. It's like a little bit sweet, but not too sweet. And it's bubbly. Very bubbly. It's like a champagne, but I can't call it that because it's not from France, right? That's true. <laughs> I'm learning. You're very smart. I'm learning things. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Yeah, I want you to start. I will start. I've got California lined up for us right now. Now, the funny thing is that the two of us, we just picked the states we live in, but we picked like the biggest states possible. So <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, Alaska too, but the there's so many urban legends to pick from like which one do you pick we might even have to do another round of states if we don't get bored with this series and in this particular case i didn't pick a very well-known urban legend <clears throat> but it is called the ojai vampire Ooh, ojai oh hi there <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh in ojai california it's a little bit north of la and inward inland it's not near the beach and Mm -hmm. this particular urban legend centers around camp comfort county park in ojai california well that sounds lovely it does sound comfortable pictures uh say otherwise but (laughs) (laughs) like they were being sarcastic about it when they named it kind of or maybe it was like iceland and greenland they named it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) maybe that's the sarcasm coming through but um supposedly before there was camp let me i have to read this out camp comfort county park it's a tongue twister (laughs) oh my gosh i love the alliteration i know they they went to town on that name but (laughs) before the camp was there in 1890, there was a bunch of ranches in that area, and supposedly a vampire moved in next door from Europe. Okay, I was like, was he originally from California, or <laughs> Who knows? like... Who knows? Nobody yeah, asked okay. him. They should have asked, though. I would have asked. That's my first question. When someone moves in, you ask them where they're from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other Be thing, polite. too, Lisa, is that he moved in from somewhere in either Italy or Spain... Two completely different places, but that's what the that's what the sources have told me. Mm, that's all Europe. That's all Europe. Fuck it. European vampire moved to Ojai, California, and he acquired a small ranch and kept a low profile. He did not go around and introduce himself to the neighbors. Well, no, he'd have to do it at night. Yeah, yeah, and they're all you know sleeping. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So they are already a little suspicious of this dude, and even you know to top it off weird stuff starts happening. At first, it's some uh, animals going missing from ranches, which is kind of a big deal for ranches. That's their moneymaker. Yeah. And then to make it worse, they start finding the animals that went missing and they are found completely drained of blood. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some accounts that say that the cattle specifically that were found were completely drained of blood and had some organs removed, similar to modern-day cattle mutilation stories associated with Ooh, UFOs. Like, 
Yeah, I was about to say about like aliens. Yeah, yeah, aliens, uh, satanic cults, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is an 1890, uh, ret- I don't know, like maybe retelling of uh, cattle mutilations. It's hard to say if it actually happened because it's an urban legend, but they yes. <laughs> they supposedly found some mutilated cattle, no drop, you know, no blood anywhere. Also, there was some people in town who went missing. And it's a small town, so it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. And those people showed up later, dead, drained of blood. Oh, so, okay, so is this vampire dude, is he, like, sucking the blood out of him like a Capri Sun? <laughs> he must be, but they didn't mention anything. They just said drained of blood. They didn't say if it was, like, two puncture marks in the neck, classic vampire. It was just, like... So if it was, like, one puncture, it'd be from the straw that you have trouble getting into the Capri Sun. <laughs> And you have, well, I'm very it, focused on this. <laughs> <laughs> that tasty, tasty Capri Sun. <laughs> mm. No, I don't know, actually, Lisa, because the way they made it sound, and I read a couple different accounts of this because, you know, urban legends have different stories to them. Mm-hmm. In different accounts, it said that people turned up murdered and, like, blood was involved, but some of them just said, like, gruesome bloody murders so it could have just been a serial killer or like a land dispute and they're like it was a vampire <laughs> <laughs> who knows or aliens or, aliens. or whatever you want to believe yeah exactly who knows what's actually going on but the neighbors started becoming suspicious of this dude on his small ranch because he never comes out he never talks to people and the most telling issue with this is that when they start coming close to the ranch for whatever reason mm-hmm. There is a big old beastly hellhound that guards the ranch and, you know, chases him off. And his name is Cupcake. Oh, Cupcake. Or Muffins. Yeah, Cupcake. <laughs> oh, I love cupcakes and muffins. <laughs> oh, that sounds good, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so this dog comes out, and it's not a normal dog. All these people own ranches. They know what a big, mean dog looks like. They called like it a, a hellhound. Right, like a shih tzu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Maybe they didn't know it was a chihuahua or something. (laughs) But yeah, so they think, okay, why is there a weird supernatural hellhound guarding his ranch? He must be the culprit. So they assemble and they... They do a, a full frontal attack on this small ranch, but they do it during the day because it's a fucking vampire. They're trying to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. That sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, yeah. If you're going after a vampire, at least do it during the day. Hopefully he's at least weakened. Who knows? Yeah. But they rallied together. They came after him. They brought all of their, you know, pitchforks, uh, rifles, but they also brought some spiritual tools like crucifixes, stakes, and holy water. Mm-hmm. As is tradition. As is tradition. They knew what they were up against. And when they got into the ranch, they started looking around for his place of rest. And they found a coffin. Of course. Of course. But it's a big stone coffin out on the ranch outside. It's hidden. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's creative. He's creative. I like this. I like <laughs> that. That is very creative. <laughs> so he's got this big stone sarcophagus out on his ranch hidden by brambles. They found it. And it's beautiful, supposedly, like elaborately carved uh, big stone coffin. And when you look on the top of it, there's a window so you can see his face. 
Now, riddle me this. Maybe you're going to talk about it. But if there's a window and he's a vampire, does sunlight not? <laughs> I mean, are the brambles covering the little window? Which No, that makes I don't sense. think so. But I, I am asking myself the same question, Lisa. Why the fuck would a vampire <laughs> put a window if he's sleeping outside in the daytime? I don't know. But that's that's a big part of the story, I guess, is that there was a window. So they looked in and they're like, oh, yeah, he's got blood on his mouth. He's definitely the vampire uh, that we can blame for what's been going on. So they uh, get to this coffin. But of course, this hell beast is like, "Uh, uh-uh, that's my master. You cannot have him. That's my buddy. That's my buddy. You don't you don't attack my man. (laughs) (laughs) so he comes after them and they describe it in the account as a phantom dog or a hell beast so let your brain play with that a little bit i'm picturing like one of those giant dog beasts from ghostbusters a little bit with like fire (gasps) in its eyes yes Mm -hmm. so it looks pretty cool in my head but (laughs) and they said that it attacked one of the people who were there in this you know, group of the, the militia that had come. It attacked one of them and drank its blood. So it's like a vampire dog. What? Did it just grow extra, like, long canines? <laughs> the canine grew its canines? And just it might have like, just <laughs> bit. It might have just ripped out the throat and they were like, it's drinking his blood. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh, oh, my. Oh, dear. It's a black beast <laughs> from hell and it's drinking blood. I don't know. They're Californians. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> In 1890. Blood, dude. It's, oh, my God, guys. It's drinking its blood. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> ew. Ew. <How's> ew? <laughs> Somebody get rid of this dog. <laughs> so they were able to repel it using a crucifix. They, they, you know, waved a crucifix around and it was like, oh, oh, and ran away. Did it chase it? Did they like throw it and he chased it? No, no, no. They I'm like just kidding. It. <laughs> like fetch. <laughs> so they scared it off with a crucifix and they started to try and open the coffin to get into its into the vampire. But the dog came back like, "Hey, hey, wait, wait. No, no, no. I don't care about <laughs> your damn distracted. crucifix." Yeah, yeah, like, "Wait, no, you can't do that." This is exactly what I'm here for. <laughs> so they, uh, instead of a crucifix this time, they brought out the bigger guns with the holy water and sprinkled it in the face of the dog. I could just picture someone like <laughs> sprinkling water in the dog's face and it like sizzling when it hits its face. I don't know. <laughs> exactly like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> and it ran away for good this time. Okay. And they got inside, they they hacked open the coffin and staked the vampire inside. And that's it. That's that's what happened. But supposedly, you can go to Camp Comfort County Park and find this vampire still to this day. What? That's the that's the idea behind it. And I found a couple okay. people who swore up and down, like I found their comments. I didn't fucking talk to these people, but <laughs> they, <laughs> they swore up and down that they've been to Camp Comfort County Park. I got to concentrate on that name. Uh, <laughs> you really do. You can't be drinking and saying that at the same no, time. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. <laughs> but um, they said that they found this above ground stone coffin in brambles still hidden off the beaten path of this camp. And they looked, there was a window on the top and you can see a skull inside. So they Ooh. say there's still a vampire around. And the idea is that if you can find it and take the stake out, the vampire will come back to life. Oh, crap. I hope, I hope no one's tried that. 
I'm sure they have. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? What's the dumbest thing we can do if this was a scary movie? Remove the stake yeah. Yeah. and see if the vampire comes Let's back. Let's just see if he comes back, guys. This will be fun. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got nothing else going on. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're just in this camp doing whatever Californians do when they camp. <laughs> but um, I was just smoke a lot of weed. Well, that's basically what I was going for. But I was like, wait, should I talk about weed so soon in the podcast? <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's legal here. But um, yeah. the, I, the person that I, one of the comments I saw was from 2013 and it said, you know, I have been there. I've seen this sarcophagus. I've even seen the hellhound that guards him and I'm never going back. Like they were that scared. <laughs> like you, you made it through all of that, the hellhound mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they made it through to tell the tale. <laughs> I'll be damned. So anyway, that's supposedly true. But if you think about it, this all could be based in reality when like, who knows, it's like a black dog running around. But also there's coffins that were built with windows on top specifically to prevent being people being buried alive. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's lots of ideas of mausoleums and things, rich people building above ground tombs. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really possible that someone did find an above ground tomb with a window on top and was like, it's a vampire. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows how this all started? (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of curious, like how, uh, like legends of vampires and whatnot were brought over to... I guess the states, right? Like, I, and then in California, indeed, because by that time, uh, I guess when was the gold rush? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you live there? You haven't heard I anything. Do. I le- I live here, and I knew I know about it. I just don't know the exact year. Uh, the gold rush happened due to between eighteen forty eight and eighteen fifty five. Okay, so Pre- this is post gold rush era California. And I guess, so I mean, like, there are a lot of people who live in California at this time. And Mm -hmm. it's Ojai. Ojai had a lot of ranches back then. So who knows? I mean, there could have been a story about, like, a mass murderer that they did some vigilante justice to and they just called him a vampire. I mean, we still do that to this day, calling serial killers the vampire of such and such. That's true. I guess what popped into my head was, let's say maybe there was a European that came over was a part of the gold rush mm. and maybe they vilified him for being different or mm. having different maybe he brought over like a special hellhound dog that they've yeah. never seen before and they're like oh my gosh this guy's creepy we only see him at night or yeah who knows it could be anything it really could have been something like that who knows but uh but yeah you know, like sometimes the europeans are a little more dark and mysterious and <laughs> handsome. Maybe that's what happened <laughs> Well, I, I don't know about all that, but well, you know, you know. vampires, <laughs> handsome, but that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. That's my California story. It's the Ojai vampire of what camp? <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Come on, you can do it. Let me you just can do it. Camp Comfort County Park. <laughs> camp Comfort County Park. Camp Camp. Nope, See, can't do it. It's tough. It is a tough name. <laughs> Fuck them for making such a tough name. <laughs> Damn it. That's how they weed out the vampires. They can't exactly. Say if the vampires are drunk on blood and they can't say the name, they're not allowed in. Well, I'm drunk on tequila already and I only got one in. 
me oh <laughs> me and you aren't allowed so no that's fine and that's okay i don't feel like camping no i'm good i am good Not there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's california for you what do you got for texas oh girl I'm ready. I'm going to break out my accent. Actually, that's a terrible <laughs> accent. I only have my accents when I'm tired <clears throat> or I've been drinking a lot, but I'm not that drunk. Anyways, let's get into our Texas urban legend. Woo! And you know what? It's from the same kind of time period as <gasps> yours. No way. We didn't plan this, guys. Way. We did not plan this. We didn't know what each other was doing. Mm-mm. Totes. Totes did not. Totes my goats. Totes my goats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is the legend of Clara Crane, a.k.a. the Candy Lady. Now, doesn't that sound pleasant? Yeah, I want candy already. I want candy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that song. song. (laughs) (laughs) So this story takes place in the early 1900s in a small farming community of Terrell, Texas. Now, I don't know if it's Terrell or Terrell, but I'm almost positive if you're from Texas, you're going to say Terrell. Terrell, Terrell, Texas. Texas. That's right. Okay, (laughs) so Clara married an older man named Leonard Gilbert Crane, and they had a daughter, Marcella, or Marcy as they called her. When Marcy was around five years old, she died in a farming accident. Mm. And Clara blamed her husband for their daughter's death, and a few years later decided to kill him with poison (gasps) caramels. Oh my god. And by the way, if anyone is wanting to kill me, it would be very easy if you had caramels or cake or cookies or brownies. Uh, and th- that would be the way I want to go. I, I'm happy with that. I agree. I was like, ooh, poison caramels. <laughs> I want a caramel. <laughs> so at our Christmas parties, uh, someone always brings like homemade like bourbon caramels with sea salt on top. Mm. And oh my gosh, those go so fast. You have to grab like a handful and shove them in your pockets <laughs> because they are insane. They're so good. Like sounds delicious. watering. who makes them could you buy some off of them no he actually yeah no anyways (laughs) stingy (laughs) no i wish i'll have to find a recipe and make my own okay okay i've made caramels with my mom before it's not hard it's just time consuming yeah i mean it's i mean if they come out as good as that guys Mm -hmm. do it's worth it totally worth it okay so um, when I was researching this, I found an old-looking newspaper clipping, but I cannot validate its authenticity because it was zoomed in just on the article part. There was no author. There was no... Uh, name of the newspaper or anything? Yeah, no name of the newspaper. There was nothing else, so I can't really say for sure it was a real clipping. Mm. Um, but here's what it read. It's a little long, so stick with me. So, wife poisons husband with candy. That's the headline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clara Crane, 28 years old, was arraigned at the Haddock Street Courthouse Wednesday morning. Mrs. Crane is suspected by Ellis County Sheriffs of murdering her husband, Leonard Gilbert Crane, 41 years old, by poisoning on Friday. The sheriffs allege that the Crane woman poisoned caramels that were then consumed by her husband. Now, let me pause real quick. Maybe she made some kind of like, I don't know, rat bait. You know, and she just left it on the counter, and her husband just happened to come get some. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying she's innocent, possibly. I mean, you never know. Another thing is that she's 28 and he's 41. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> oh, back in the day, you had all kinds of... You had 14-year-olds and marrying 50-year-olds. Oh, I'm going to barf. You Continue. Know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to barf. Continue. <laughs> okay. The day after his death... 
a neighbor had come by the crane house and found Mrs. Crane attempting to build a large fire next to the house in a, quote, shaken and frenzied state. Oh. When the sheriff's deputy, Fred Springer, arrived at the residence, Mrs. Crane had become physically aggressive and was... was Mrs. Crane had become physically aggressive and was restrained and taken into custody. The sheriff's department would not comment on the possibility that Mrs. Crane might have had the intention of burning down her residence. The Cranes have resided for nine years in Flint Crossing, a small farming community west... A small farming community... I'm losing my voice. Oh, Oh my God, there we go. There we go. What happened? I need to take a sip. I I blame the jalapenos. Those damn jalapenos. That was so weird. Like, my voice just went... I heard it going. It was weird. I was like, (laughs) wait, are you okay? Okay. Let me try this again. Uh, The sheriff's department would not comment on the possibility that Mrs. Crane might have had the intention of burning down the residence. The Cranes have resided for nine years in Flint Crossing, a small farming community of West Ellis County. Two years ago, they suffered the death of their only daughter, five-year-old Marcella Crane. That incident was deemed an accident by investigators with no suspicion of the Crane's involvement. Mrs. Crane faces charges of murder in the first degree. She's facing a life sentence, though some close to the investigation have alleged that she may be suffering from mania. This possibility could mean leniency in sentencing or commitment to an asylum. Mrs. Crane will be kept at Ellis County Prison facility while she awaits trial, which will likely be scheduled for July. Poor lady. I know, right? Like, you lose your daughter and you blame her husband for it. So I read somewhere that um, the reason that she blames her husband was he was supposed to be looking after her, but he was drunk and either she drowned or something to that effect. Okay, so it's not Um, like, I blame you because you took the knife to her. I blame you because negligence. Negligence, yeah. There was no uh, foul play that I found in here. So I think it was just, I mean, and, and you also get very upset, you know, oh, you may yeah. not have murdered your kid, but you didn't do the right thing to protect them either. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that happening easily. A lot of people break up after their, their kids pass away. Absolutely. So Clara Crane is admitted to an asylum and makes a doll out of her bed sheets, which she calls Marcy after Whoa. her daughter. <laughs> yeah. She carried the Marcy doll around with her and treated her like it was her own daughter. As she approaches release from the asylum, she wrote a letter to her sister about how excited she was that she'd be leaving soon and that Marcy had been asking when they were finally getting out. (laughs) She loves that little doll. She does. Once Claire is released due to overcrowding in the asylum, no one sees her again. But a few... <laughs> Sorry. What? The <laughs> like, like they release a murder. They release a murderer from the asylum because of overcrowding. It's like, no, you know what? You're fine. Get the fuck out of here. We need your bed. <laughs> well, here, here's what I thought was funny. She, uh, she kind of writes about. Um, she writes to her sister about you know being being excited to be released yeah. because they felt like she was nearing the end of her treatment as well. Mm, Plus okay. the overcrowding kind of was helping push her out. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, she is she walking around with this doll? And they're like, you're fine. <laughs> it's cool. Like you seem like you're doing so much better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a healthy sign. You're carrying around a fake baby. It's cool. Whatever. Just go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> Pack your bags. So, exactly. So, once she's released, uh, no one sees her. But a few years later, children start finding candy left on their windowsills. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
And in this time, you know, candy was a very nice treat. Like, kids weren't getting candy, like, every day like they do now, for the most part. Yeah, you don't see candy at the, like, the grocery store down the street and, like, buy a Twix at the cash Mm -mm. register. No, no. This is not a common thing, especially probably in a farming community. You probably don't have a lot of stores, Mm -mm. options, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, I was thinking, you know, these kids are finding candy and you're probably get like, as a kid, going, ooh, candy. Hell yeah. Eat that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell mom, because mom will take it away. I'm kidding. Oh, and I have a quick side story before Mm. I continue, just I thought of this. Uh, So, Kyle and I went to Oregon a few years ago to see the solar eclipse, and we stayed at an Airbnb. Aww. Yeah, it was very romantic. So, when we got to our Airbnb room, there was, like, a little kitchenette area and a dining table. The host left us two chocolate truffles, but they weren't wrapped. They were just sitting on a plate, like, unwrapped. And I was like, oh, chocolate. And I ate one, like, right away. And Kyle's like, do you just eat random candy sitting around? (laughs) And, like, with a mouthful of chocolate, I'm like, it's delicious and worth the risk. If I die, I die with chocolate in my mouth. Can I have yours? (laughs) He's like, yeah, you can eat my chocolate that's been sitting out for I don't know how long. (laughs) Hey, hey, first of all, this is an Airbnb that we paid for, and they left it out for us. It's probably fine. Who knows? Second of all, it's probably I agree. fine. Worth the risk. I would eat that shit. It was delicious, and I had two of them because he didn't want his. So, <laughs> was he really worried that something was wrong with it, or was he just like, "Nah, I'm fine." No, I'm pretty. Sh- I don't think he was worried that something was wrong with it per se, but he was probably like, "It's a little weird to have like an unwrapped chocolate sitting on a plate in just an open area." I agree. So, but I'm still gonna eat it. But it was so pretty, and I'm like, I have to eat this. If I die, like, I die doing what I love. (laughs) Death by chocolate is a known thing. (laughs) It is a known thing, Paige. Continue, I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. Okay, so back to her story. So these kids are finding candies, you know, and like I said, it was probably a rare treat. Not like it is today. Mm-hmm. So after a while, these kids start finding a note along with the candy. Uh oh. Saying something to the effect of "Come play with me." Signed, <gasps> the candy lady. Oh, creepy. <laughs> so the children were being lured from their homes, and were found in fields with missing teeth and <gasps> eyes gouged out, oh, but shit. candy filling their pockets. Oh my god. And one person said, when they found a little boy out in the far edge of the field. His eyes were gouged out, looked like with a fork, and his teeth were all missing, but in the candy wrappers were bloody, rotten teeth inside. Holy shit, that's awesome and creepy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got. So moral of the story, don't take candy from strangers. Don't eat candy that's just sitting around. That's a very fair point. Don't eat candy from strangers. Don't eat candy that's left on your windowsill mysteriously. (laughs) (laughs) Don't eat candy that's left out by your Airbnb host. (laughs) You lived. You're fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. I wasn't going to die. I've lived a nice long life already. Yeah, you're good. (laughs) I'm good. But I can't promise that if I wake up tomorrow and there's a candy on my windowsill... I I can't promise I wouldn't eat it and just be like, it's probably fine. I'm sure somebody I know left it for me. (laughs) Okay, well, on the topic, Mm -hmm. what's your favorite candy? Girl, I don't know. Now that I'm vegan, there's not a lot of options. I have to basically go for dark chocolate because I'm a chocolate fan. I love chocolate Mm -hmm. to death. So I I would just say dark chocolate because 
if even if you go to the store and try to find dark chocolate, a lot of it still has milk fat in it and vegans can't have that. So I look for like the organic, super dark chocolate that's $5 extra, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Oh, man, my favorite candy. So if it's just like a regular candy bar that you just grab yeah. wherever, I guess it would be, um, oh, I love those take fives. Have you had that? Oh, man, I used to tear up a take five. <laughs> yes, I freaking love take fives uh, because I, I don't like just plain chocolate. Like I, I can appreciate like a you know a nice dark ch- yeah I can appreciate like a dark chocolate and I'll eat that too oh yeah I need like crunch and I need like all kinds of craziness and oh, yeah. there's a oh there's a brand called Chihuahua I don't know if you've ever seen it but they yeah, have all kinds of interesting things in their chocolate and they have one called like the firecracker and it has pop rocks like uh, <laughs> cayenne a few other things in it but it's like spicy and then like little pop rocks pop in your mouth and it's Jesus amazing Christ that sounds great Oh, so good. I like them because they have some vegan options with their dark chocolate. It's a good oh, brand. Nice. It's a good brand. That is a good brand. And I like that they put how to pronounce it on their label. <laughs> it's like Chihuahua because it's C-H-U-A-O-U-I-E-O-U. Exactly. All the All the vowels. Pretty much. But they're like, it's pronounced Chihuahua. It's like, how cute. It's like Chipotle when they first came out. They were like... On the billboards, it was like Chipotle, and it said how to pronounce it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I still call it Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> All right, Paige. Well, those were our, our mini little itty-bitty urban legends. Our fun urban legend episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was And fun. I'm so excited. I don't know what we're doing next urban legend episode. I guess we'll pick a, we'll pick a new state, and we'll pick a new topic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's plenty of states to pick from and plenty of fucking urban legends to pick from. So we got lots I'm gonna, to I'm, work with. I'm very curious to see what state is going to be like the hardest to find an urban legend. for. I'm sure every state has one, but I'm like. Yeah, I wonder. There's got to be like in fucking New England, there's states that are like a mile wide. Like they're, they're, they're so small, but I'm but they also have a lot of history. So they do. it's. I'm sure we're not going to have any trouble finding urban legends. Probably not. But you know what? Let's take this opportunity to tell everybody that they can reach out to us with their state and their urban legend on our Instagram, which is at Near Death Dolls Podcast, or send us an email at neardeathdolls at gmail.com. Let us know where you're from and your favorite urban legend, and maybe we'll cover it. Nice. Nice, Lisa. That sound good? Good job there. That's a good Ah. one. (laughs) (laughs) well guys we appreciate you listening uh remember to shoot us your your suggestions on instagram or uh, email and Paige, i had a great time with you i had a great time too thank you so much lisa i learned about the candy lady and i love it wonderful i hope you learned don't eat candy just sitting around anywhere i did not learn that but (laughs) did you learn not to take the steak out of a vampire no. Okay. Then we didn't I'm learn do shit. it. <laughs> we didn't learn shit, but we had a good time drinking and hanging out. Exactly. That's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right, guys. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye bye. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. <laughs>